1: You're listening to Carrie Lutz's Financial Survival Network, where you get valuable information you just can't find anywhere else. To thrive in today's trying times, you need the Financial Survival Network, now more than ever. Go to financialsurvivalnetwork.com and get your free newsletter and gift, Financial Survival Network, now more than ever. Welcome, you are listening to watching the Financial Survival Network, I'm Kerry Lutz. Well, you know, one of my pet peeves is the college industrial complex, the bubble that's resulted. Over a trillion and a half dollars in student loan debt. In theory, that is the largest asset on the federal government's balance sheet. And what we've seen over the years is that these college kids are clueless. Uh, I always say, you know, If some elderly people go and want to do a reverse mortgage under current law, they have to take a course, they got to take a test, and this thing goes on for hours and hours so that they understand the ramifications of what you're doing when you take out a reverse mortgage. I've always believed that this should be required of these teens who are signing on the line for a lifetime of debt servitude Finally, there's somebody out here who actually can help you figure out what you're in for. And in my opinion, if you're signing up for six figures of college debt, you got to look really carefully, closely at your return on investment. If you're going to guarantee junior's college debt, junior better be taking something meaningful in course so that he's going to be able to pay these back because otherwise you're going to be left holding the bag. And this whole thing was avoidable. the colleges are cashing in on it. They're exploiting the ignorance of junior and juniors generation. And we're raising a nation of uh, future debt slaves. Ann Garcia here, somebody who gets it. Uh, I love the website how to pay and maybe uh, you could do another site and how not to pay for college.com uh, it's very enticing to think that uh, that you can just go sign up, and no matter who you are, you could be a, a, a debt millionaire. Um, look, I went to get a mortgage recently. Uh, they climbed up my butt with a microscope, every little item. Well, where did this money come from? How'd you get that money? This is ridiculous, and I actually have collateral for my loan, but these kids, they don't ask them anything. It's like sign on the dotted line. I think that's what they, there was a home improvement finance company that used to say, all you gotta do is sign on the dotted line. Ann Garcia, it's great to have you on the show. I have been looking for you as a guest uh, before I knew who you were, somebody who is an expert in navigating the minefields of college finance. Finally, here you are, you are a godsend And there are probably thousands of people out there, especially after your new book, who are gonna be thanking you and be indebted to you for a lifetime of pain being avoided. Thanks for coming on the show.
0: Thank you so much for having me. You know, it's funny you mentioned having collateral for, for a mortgage or for debts like that. The real problem with student loans is the collateral is the student's future.
1: I'd say their soul, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) I think, uh, you know, the, you know, the merchant of Venice, Shylock, and uh, he's going to take exact his payment with a pound of flesh. Well, the U.S. government does it with a lifetime of earnings. I had a friend and Don, he, uh, he didn't pay back like around a thousand dollars worth of student loans in New York state. And he kind of just forgot about it, and they forgot about it. And then one day, he uh, he files his taxes, and they grab his refund, and you know nothing he could do about it. And he owed like three or four thousand from that one thousand. Uh, you know, t- tell us, tell us how you help a young, up and coming wannabe college student to avoid a similar fate.
0: Yeah, it's a great question. So, you know, I think one of the big challenges with our system is um, on, on our side, you know, the side of parents and families wanting to educate their kids, there's a there's a tendency to equate cost and exclusivity with quality. And so when it comes to looking for colleges, we assume that the most exclusive and most expensive colleges are gonna provide the best outcomes for our kids. And that just frankly, isn't true. Yes, there are lots of high-end colleges that produce great outcomes, but there are colleges across the spectrum that create great outcomes. You know, you know what college has produced the most Fortune 500 CEOs? It's not Harvard, it's not Stanford. It's Penn State and Texas A&M. Um, every year when Rhodes Scholars are announced, about half of them come from, um, come from public colleges that admit more than half of applicants. So there are plenty of colleges out there and plenty of college pathways out there that prepare students to compete at the highest levels, whether that's academic or um, um or professional, or anything else. You know, Harvard Business School admits applicants from more than two hundred different colleges every every year. So, you know, so as a um, as a family, as a parent, when you're thinking about your child attending college. You need to think of it from the perspective of how do we find the best fit? And that's both, you know, that's academically, that's socially. And most importantly, it's financially, because the thing that will have the biggest outcome, the biggest impact on your student's life over the long term is not where their degree is from. It's not where their major is. It's how much student loan debt do they owe when when they graduate? And so and so when when we as parents push our kids down these paths towards these, very high priced um, private colleges or out of state public colleges, we are as you said, signing them up for a lifetime of, of, of debt servitude. Um, but there's more to it than that. You know, there's um, on the one hand, there's there's looking for schools that are good fits, again, academically, socially and financially. Um, and, and those first two pieces are really important because one of the biggest ways that people go off the rails on college expenses is transferring and spending six years getting their degree versus, you know, versus four years. Um, but all along the pathway to college, there are there are good steps that you can be taking as, as a parent. You know, both in terms of setting up savings, developing your budget, and having conversations with your student about what their future looks like and how you're helping to prepare them um, for it. And that's something I go into in in a lot of detail in um, in my book. You know, how to set up a savings account, um, how to fund it, how to grow that savings over time, um, and how to how to manage your child's expectations in a positive way that gets them on a path to a college that'll be a good fit for them and, and for you.
1: Hey, so like uh, my son, he got into a bunch of AP courses mm-hmm. in high school. That actually gave him college credit. And then uh, he had some downtime in the summer, He went to the local community college, took a few pass-fail courses. They actually counted for high school and they counted for college too. So he got two for one. So by the time he got to college, he was able to cut out a semester of of expense. And then, uh, you know, I've told people for years, send your kid to a community college that charges little or nothing and overload the credits because the state college is gonna have to take all of those credits anyway regardless, whereas private colleges will pick and choose what credits they like and force you to spend more money. Uh, you know, those are just a few hacks. I'm sure you have a lot more.
0: Yeah. I mean, and you know, community college is a great example. Um, you know, most states um offer offer, um, pathways like free community college. If you sign up in your senior year of high school, that doesn't mean you have to go to the community college right away, but if you do sign up for it, you have access to that free community college for the first two years of your education where you can build up some um, some credits. AP and IB classes are another great example. One of the big mistakes that families make though in going down that pathway, I'll say there there are two mistakes that um, families and students make going going down that pathway. One is assuming that every college will give you credit for those classes. So if you're taking AP or IB classes or dual credit community college um, classes, with the intention of getting college credit for them, that needs to be part of your college search. Is what does the school do? What is the school's transfer credit policy? And and will they give me? Will they give my student actual credit um, for these? The other side of AP and IB classes, and this is something my family learned um, as as my children were going through the college application process, is that the best source of financial aid for most students is not need based financial aid but merit scholarships and merit scholarships are primarily given on the basis of gpa many colleges use unweighted gpa to um, determine what scholarship you get so for example my son um, who was not an academic superstar in high school um, but was a smart kid got tracked into a lot of high-level classes he was taking ib and dual credit classes and and really not doing very well in them had we chosen instead to have him focus his academic time on um, on the the advanced classes that he was most likely to be successful in rather than just encouraging him to go the better, faster, stronger route, he would have had a much better GPA. And he lost out on $12,000 a year in merit scholarships at the college that he went to because his GPA wasn't, wasn't that great. He did still get a fantastic merit scholarship, but again, something to keep in mind when you're looking at AP and IB classes is, can I get the same GPA in these classes as I would in a regular class? And if you're taking those classes with the intention of getting college credit, make sure that you're applying to colleges that are, that are going to give you credit for them, because not all will. Some will give you full credit. Some will give you gen ed credit. Um, some will give you placement without credit. My daughter's college made her take placement tests for math and science anyway.
1: Wow. Yeah. So obviously that could be a minefield, but generally if you're going to a, uh, a state school and you went to a community college in that state, they're going to give you the benefit of the doubt on most of those credits, right? Don't just survive. Thrive, the Financial Survival Network. Torque Resources is an exploration company establishing a portfolio of premier copper gold early-stage projects in Chile. Torque's management and technical teams have a strong track record of raising capital, discovery, and monetization of exploration successes. The company's Margarita Copper Gold project is located within the prolific coastal Cordillera Belt in Chile, which hosts some of the world's largest and most profitable copper mines. The Margarita project possesses excellent discovery potential for a major copper discovery due to the strength of the alteration system, large-scale magnetic targets, and the presence of copper oxide mineralization. Drilling is anticipated to begin in Q3 of this year. Torque trades in Canada under TORQ and on the OTC under TRBMF. To learn more, go to torqueresources.com. That's torqueresources.com. This is the Financial Survival Network—the information you need to thrive, thrive now more than ever.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, there's another great um, there's another great pathway through community college um, that many states offer, and that's called dual enrollment. And so, with dual enrollment, what you do is you enroll simultaneously at a community college and the four year college. Um, what's great about that is. You know, number one, for students who want that four year college experience without the four year college price tag that often lets them, you know, live on campus, participate fully in the four year colleges experience and then take their classes at the community college. A lot of states allow you to combine that with free community college. So you're basically going to college tuition free for for two years and those programs will generally have you on a pathway to make sure that all of your classes that you take at the community college will earn you credit at your four year college so that you are on a four year path to, to graduation.
1: Right. So what are the, the biggest mistakes that you see people make when uh, when they're going down the college financial minefield or uh, <laughs> or uh, black double black diamond uh, with no uh, no guardrails?
0: Yeah. So there, that's a great question. And there, there are a few of them that are, that are really big. Number one is assuming that all you have to do is fill out the FAFSA and that's what college is going to cost you. So I see so many people who focus exclusively on... And the FAFSA is the federal financial aid application for those of you who haven't done it yet. Um, and it's an annual form that you'll fill out that basically assesses your ability to pay for college based on a, a set method my my book goes into great detail on that and has worksheets for you on how to um, on on how to calculate it. Um, but a lot of families assume if I get a good score on the FAFSA, so to speak, that that means that's what college is going to cost me, and that is not the case. You know, every college makes its own decisions about whether and to what degree and with what tools they're going to meet financial needs. So some will meet all of your financial need through grants. Um, Others will not meet your financial need at all. Um, And and some will include things like loans and work study in their aid package, or they might meet some of your need, but not all of it. And furthermore, what the FAFSA says you can pay and what you think you can pay might be two really, really different things. So one mistake is just relying on the FAFSA and its calculation to determine um, and, and assuming that that's translates to your cost of college wherever you wherever you apply. That's simply not the case. Um, another mistake that people make is assuming that if they don't save for college, they'll be better off because they'll get more financial aid. And while it's true that your savings have a nominal impact on your calculated ability to pay, according to the FAFSA, um, the fact is more savings gives you more choices. The cost of college is such that very few families could pay for it just out of out of their cash flow alone. Um, and so if you have savings, you will have, a wider range of, of choices and your students likely to end up with less debt. Not only that, but um, there's been a lot of research that's shown that, um, that, that students whose families have saved for college in any amount, you know, even nominal amounts of college savings, are more likely to enroll and more likely to graduate from college.
1: That's a big deal. So they have skin in the game.
0: Exactly. They have skin in the game. And obviously, you know, there's some chicken and egg in there, right? If I'm saving for college as a parent, I'm probably talking to my child about going to college. I'm probably encouraging them down that that pathway in addition to just um to just saving for it so not saving is another is another huge mistake a third big mistake that um that people make once once they've gotten their acceptances and seen their financial aid packages is not re- not reviewing them in detail so colleges can include grants scholarships loans and work study in financial aid packages and if you get your package and just look okay, my net cost each year is $15,000 and not look and see how the college calculated that net cost. You know, is it grants? Is it work study? Is it loans? Um, You can be in a world of hurt when you graduate, especially because student loans are dispersed directly to the college. And I see Parents, every year, I have parents come to me who didn't realize that they took out Parent Plus loans. That was part of their student's financial aid package. That loan went directly to the school, and suddenly they're getting a notice that their loan is going into repayment, and that is something that they had not factored into their family's budget at all. So, read the fine print on on your financial aid um, award letter. And another big mistake that that people make is um, not talking to their kids ahead of time about about college. And in particular, I was telling you, college shouldn't be the first time you say no to your child. Um, You know, you can be having productive conversations with your child throughout their childhood up until the point, you know, through when they're thinking of colleges to apply to and applying and the acceptance process that will make them more cognizant of what the overall ramifications of their um, of their decision are um, in my book, How to Pay for College. I have a lot of suggestions, you know, conversation prompts that are age appropriate for different ages. Um, you know what you what you should be talking with your child about about college, because obviously talking to a five-year-old about student loans doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> um, um, but but I think it's really important for parents to be, you know, to be goals based in those conversations. So not you can only go to a public school or you have to go to community college, but you know, we have the resources to 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 cover two years of college costs, or four years of public college costs, or whatever you know, whatever it is that you're able to do. Here's what we can do for you, son or daughter. Um, we want you to get a college education. Let's come up with a strategy that finds a good fit for for you based based on that.
1: Okay. So, what about people? who shouldn't go to college. Uh, Do you ever tell parents, you know, the kid wants to be a mechanic and you want him to be a brain surgeon? There's a little bit of divergence here.
0: (laughs) Disconnect there.
1: (laughs) Right? You know, maybe junior knows better than you, but no, my kid's gonna be the first one in the family to go to college, even if he takes uh, basket weaving 101 and is a, you know, a puppetry uh, major, right?
0: Yeah, I think that's a great point. College is not everyone's path. Um, so I think it's it's important when you're, you know, when you start thinking about college, think about why it is you want your kid going to college. What is it that makes them successful or unsuccessful? And if you can't come up with good answers to that, if this is someone, for example, a kid who says, I want to be a plumber. Figure out the pathway for them to be a plumber, support them on that pathway. The great news is, um, you know, if you're saving for college and using a 529, you can use that now for trade schools. You can use it for community college. You can use it for lots and lots of things. And there are tons and tons of good pathways out there um, to to good, stable well-paying careers that don't, that don't involve college. And in fact, I think we're seeing, um, more and more, um, more and more career paths that, that don't require people to, um, to have a college degree. It's not just trades like plumbing, electrical, and, and whatnot, but you know, the state of Maryland has a big initiative right now where they're going through all of their um, all of their jobs and reviewing what the what the job requirements are, and and really thinking hard about does this actually require a bachelor's degree, or is it just that the people hiring it have bachelor's degrees and want everyone else to? And they're removing that requirement from a lot of careers. Um, and I think that's a trend that we'll see more and more of.
1: Yeah, that trend uh, prior was called creeping. Cat- Credentialization, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, in uh, Florida, if you want to, you know, cut hair, uh, you got to take like, uh, you know, a semester of uh, of things like English composition. It's absurd, but yeah, there. Just like there are some people who shouldn't own their own home, there are people who should not uh, go to college. Hey, well, we've got to wrap up now, and just tell us how we get your book and where we find you.
0: Yeah, so my book is How to Pay for College. Um, and it's available through Amazon, Barnes & Noble, your favorite independent bookstore. It comes out July um, July 19th. Um, and then my website is How to Pay for College. And on my website, I have an online course that um, is really targeted towards families of high school students who are just um, really kickstarting their, their planning process to get all their ducks in a row. Um, but both the book and the course walk you through All the components of the college plan from, you know, getting started, having good conversations with your kid, having, you know, good plans about what you're trying to get out of college, saving, developing a spending plan, finding scholarships, student loans, the whole nine yards. All right.
1: I love it. And I assume you uh, have clients that you counsel on this uh, besides writing books, et cetera. uh, You really need a degree in uh, financial planning to really guide people through this process. It is so complicated, there are so many pitfalls, and the the results of a faulty decision-making process can be catastrophic throughout the person's life to the point where, hey, you might wind up becoming a federal serf for 10 years just to dump your student loans. That might be your only way out. And really appreciate it. We are gonna post this on our website. We got a link to your website there. If you got a question for Anne, you can always shoot me a question, K L at com, and we'll get an answer from Anne for you right away while you're at the site. Just go over Financial Survival sign up for your free newsletter, and you're doing God's work. Thanks so much for coming on.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: Thanks for listening to Carrie Lutz's Financial Survival Network, your solution to today's trying times. For the latest, go to FinancialSurvivalNetwork.com. Financial Survival Network. Now more than ever.
0: With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
0: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time.